MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are off and running on a Tuesday night from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. That gentleman right there, Scott Seidenberg, once again, kind enough to hang out with me for one more evening. That was me off and running, in case Good. you didn't yeah, you're know. Yeah. Using your... By the way, Scott plays softball, like big-time softball, and has overnight tournaments yes it's ridiculous well it's too hot here during the day in the summer i, I get it but to, i mean it makes sense but mm-hmm. then it's like playing a competitive sport overnight just at three o'clock in the morning yeah <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. doesn't compute for me but uh i could have been a competitive eater though if i wanted to <laughs> well and 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 apparently joey chestnut could be uh a part of the uh the I mean, New you York... saw the way i downed that rice i mean that was yeah i mean uh, that he was came in with minutes. some fried rice and some some uh meat on a stick and was uh, was crushing it but yeah there's joey eating and taking down uh, America. That's what that picture is. That's America. Happy Fourth of July, right yeah. there. I thought he snapped the guy's neck when I first saw it. I mean, it was it was pretty violent. He it got was, him in that that chokehold and just spun him down to the ground. He did it quickly, but Joey Chestnut remains the champ uh, of uh, of the hot dog eating contest. Can I ask you a question about this now? Fifteen out of sixteen years, right? Yep. There's a small list of athletes, I think, that are so dominant in what they do mm-hmm. that the gap, they're the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. but the gap between one and two is so large that it's not even a conversation. Like, you could, we could debate LeBron, Jordan, you know, Kareem Wilt. All, we can debate all we want. We could debate, uh, uh, you know, Brady and Montana and Elway. We could do that all we want. But, like... Mariano Rivera, you can't debate any other closer, right? The gap between one and two, say Trevor Hoffman's too. The gap between Mo. Kanye. <laughs> but that gap's gone. Usain Bolt, right? Yeah. There's The gap between him and the next guy is Gretzky. The gap between him and if you want to go, you know, Messier, Hal, Yager, whoever, the gap's too wide. The gap between Joey Chestnut and the next competitive eater who we don't even know. You want to say Kobayashi? You want to right. say Matt Stoney? Like what? Like there's he's the greatest champion of all time. Fifteen out of sixteen years, and there's no one that comes close. This is it's quite the start of the show. <laughs> I, I I can't. I have no rebuttal. Just trying to get your brain working, uh, Tim. It's like an anchorman. Where's when James Carville comes out and Will Ferrell blacks out and. That's that's old school. Old school. I watched yeah. it over the weekend. <laughs> I, I have no rebuttal. That was perfect. <laughs> the only one I would add to that is now you have to you have to put into uh, you know you know Usain Bolt is is the one hundred meter right? Yeah. When Katie Ledecky swims the fifteen hundred, yeah, there's the gap between her and she, number two. She literally yeah. like laps the pool. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Joey Chestnut. Uh, if anyone tried to uh, get a little cute, you know, maybe Nick Weary. Uh, uh, you know, convinced you to uh, put a little flyer in him. Yeah, no, it wasn't gonna happen. Never, uh, never a chance. The only thing uh, was, of course, because of uh, the <laughs> the protester. I don't know if he would have got there anyways, but he had a a little slowdown there while uh, eating his his hot dogs. Still won by what twenty plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
while still taking down the uh, the protester that that went, tried to go in front of Joey Chestnut, he did not even get close to the total of what seventy four and a half, which was juiced to the over. Yeah, but a handful of sports books, including DraftKings Sportsbook, are refunding bets on Joey Chestnut over That's bets. Nice. So you know, good a good gesture there, good PR. It makes sense. I, I got to imagine. I, I'm sure there were plenty of people who threw down some some bucks down on it, and uh, I know there were. You know, I think I saw a friend of the network, Drew Dinsick, <laughs> was like six and zero on his on his hot dog competition bets. Props to you, Drew. You're the man. Uh, I did not wager. We can't couldn't wager here. I, guess, I did not. Have I anything. guess we could have tried to get creative and 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 wager in foreign lands. I did not. I uh, I sat. I watched. Uh, I listened to Derek Stevens get his shout out from George. Yeah, Shea, which how about is pretty that? Cool. Um, but uh, you know, a Fourth of July tradition, unlike any other. Surf and uh, what is it? Surf and Stillwell. Surf and Surf and Stillwell packed. It was great to see. I'm sure, a lot of people were jumping on the cyclone and uh, hitting the beach. That is the and, fun thing. And was... the mustard belt back where yeah, it belongs. Absolutely. <laughs> Joey Chestnut, fifteen out of sixteen, and an impassioned plea for one of the greatest. Athletes? Are we calling him an athlete? No, one of the greatest champions. Champions, okay. Of all time, okay. I like it. I no, will not. Once again, no denying it. That was perfect. I have no rebuttal. <laughs> Scott Seidenberg in for Sean. Uh, we will get back to our summer conditioning today. We did the NFC East last week. Today we pivot to the NFC North. We start with the Minnesota Vikings. We'll talk to Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings. That's coming up at the top of the hour. Lots of NBA. Uh, nothing really has changed, but a little speculation here and there. Some tweaks uh, in the odds for where Kevin Durant might ultimately land, where Kyrie Irving might ultimately land. So some things going. By the way, apparently Chet Holmgren is absolutely obliterating Summer League. So if you want to get overreactions, nothing better than to overreact to some Summer League, baby. Have you started to look at some of these Summer League rosters because it's, I find it fascinating what some of these teams will do. First of all, the Warriors roster is just insane because they'll have, you know, uh, Wiseman, Wiseman yep. Kuminga, mm-hmm. Moody, yep. Baldwin. Like, the, yeah. the, the, this, is a, this is a really good Summer League roster. Has there been a team that has won the championship and then won the Summer League championship? I, I could not tell you that. Huh? Huh? Usually, usually, if you're really good in the regular season, mm-hmm. you suck in Summer League. So, uh, you know, this is just a, the making of a true dynasty. And, and how about this? Um, the Pistons, their summer league lineup could legit be their regular season starting five. Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bey. Um, uh, who else they throwing in there? Um, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. I think... Isaiah is Isaiah going to start Isaiah there? Isaiah Livers. Yeah, probably maybe. Um, the bottom line is yes. That looking at their summer league roster, it is like Cade Cunningham does not belong well, playing in the summer league. But. And you and you're you're you know overlooking, you're burying the lead on the Pistons summer league team. You've got the Bayheim brothers. Oh uh, yes, Jimmy and Buddy. <laughs> Jimmy and Buddy. Yeah. are on the Pistons <laughs> summer league team. <laughs> Are you going to get down to uh, Thomas and Mac? Try to try to catch a game. I will try because I've never been. So I've never been I either. Will, I, I will try. It's quite the scene. It's star. You know, a lot of people show up. Star studded, man. A mm. lot of people uh, come to town to watch these games. So I'm gonna try to figure out a time to get down there. Yeah, I mean, they're all day. You know, noon to ten o'clock. We are going to be there. Not this show. We the network. VC. Yes. We will be there. Uh, Matt Humans and, and JVT Jonathan Von Tobel will be down. Uh, at the Summer League. So that's that's an exciting thing for the network here to be a part of that. Uh, as Summer League continues to grow, it is, it's 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 a it's a really cool thing. It's it's gotten bigger on television and to see some of these young guys uh, <laughs> I was texting with uh, someone who'll be here. I'll leave the team off of it because he he's an employee of the team. But I asked him, I was like, oh how long you he was like, oh you're coming to Vegas? He's like, yeah. I was like, how long you'll be here? He's like once the first round pick is not playing, I am out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's great is that it's become like a, a big betting event. Like yeah. people are betting on this as they would a regular and regular regular season game. I uh, I need to I need to figure out the angles. I mean, people I've seen that I that I know uh, are just firing already. I'm like, how how can you be firing on these games 
Well, the angle is it's got to be the rosters, right? Based and off I think it's I think it's just bet the Warriors, whatever they play, as long as those guys are playing. Well, I tell you what, another team to, to keep an eye on is we're watching them dismantle the Jazz right now uh, as there's the Salt Lake City version of the Summer League. The Oklahoma City Thunder, very young team. Chet mm. Holmgren uh, looks good. But then you have to keep an eye on it in like the futures market because these first-round picks, they basically, you know, the teams will just decide, okay, seen enough from you, go home. Like you don't need to be here anymore. No need to play all the way, you know, through the championship. But uh, yeah, I'm looking up right now. Uh, Sixty to thirty-nine are the uh, are the Oklahoma City Thunder. So you want your odds to win the summer league? Yeah, give them to me, baby. All right, the favorite. I think we just had them on the screen just a little while ago. I, I believe the favorite is the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Thunder seven to one at DraftKings. Really? Yeah. Well, I, oh, let me see because I'm looking at the Pistons as the betting favorite. You got 10 to, to win the at, summer league. You got 10 to 1 at DraftKings. That's pretty good. We'll have to update that. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the, uh, let's see if we can get some updates here. But By yeah. the way. Uh, All right, updated now the Thunder of the favorite right now. Well, and I just saw, who is it, John Ewing uh, from BetMGM said the odds for Chet to win Rookie of the Year just dropped because of tonight. People are watching him go uh, up against guys that will be bagging groceries next week. Here's his, here's his uh, yeah, nothing like an overreaction to Chet Holmgren dominating Taco Fall. Um, 18 points, four of six from three, five blocks tonight for Chet Holmgren. So good, uh, good summer league debut for, for Chet. So. I'm a little disappointed that you just did not get my major league reference. Oh, bagging groceries. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. It was like, well, Willie Mays Hayes at the home run. He's like, wow, Willie had a lot of power. Look, see that home run of oh, a guy will be bagging groceries next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that yeah, that's where we're at. By the way, uh, Max Scherzer returned from the DL today, uh, and uh, I'm going to steal your line. So credit Scott Seidenberg on this, but uh, he was getting the DeGrom, uh, DeGrom courtesy here. Yeah. Uh, no runs for him uh, offensively, but uh, for Max Scherzer, and good news for Mets fans, even though they're scoreless right now in the bottom of the eighth, six innings, two hits, no runs, no walks, 11 strikeouts, 79 pitches. He's so good. Talk about efficient return from Max Scherzer. Six innings, two hits, no runs, no walks, and 11 strikeouts. But the Reds now have men in scoring position with one out. 45 to 1 to win the NL side. Yeah. yeah, well, the guy who's leading those odds, he had himself a day too. That would be Sandy Alcantara. We'll hit on that. Also... Is there any movement in where Kevin Durant could land? This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at Zen.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N dot com slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Scott Seidenberg, sitting in for Sean King. He is the normal host of the Look Ahead here on VEASAN. Uh, but we have bumped him up. and Because uh, I can't hang out by myself. I, I, need, I need companionship. You can do it by yourself. I can't do it. I appreciate that. Uh, you last, before we went to break, you said something. You were talking about Max Scherzer, mm-hmm. right? And uh, jokingly, you referenced my comment about the DeGrom treatment. Uh, here's an incredible quote from Francisco Lindor yesterday. Okay. This is courtesy of Mike Puma, covers the Mets for the New York Post. Quote, it's not fair for, meaning Scherzer and DeGrom, to come off an injury and make them be the saviors. They're not. It's just that simple. Max can come Tuesday and throw a no-hitter, but if we don't score, we are going to lose the game or just tie the game. Well, the Mets have not scored. Well, the, was that being a prophet? <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they did get out of the jam, though. Yeah. The Mets got out of the jam. Uh, they had men on second and third, did the Reds, uh, and uh, they were able to get out of it. Uh, the Reds now 27-52, and 52, holding down the cellar in the National League. Uh, even though my Nats are giving them a real hard run for their money, what, they lose 11 nothing today? Mm-hmm. Swept by the Marlins over the weekend? Yeah, mm-hmm. Nats, get them done. Under yep. 71, looking good. I, I, I ask this to a, a lot of people who come in here. Mm-hmm. Does it make me a bad fan that I bet the season win total under on my favorite team? No, it makes you an intelligent fan. See? Thanks. Scott gets it. Sean, no one knows your team better than you, right? That's what I'm saying. Sean gave me this whole diatribe about, oh, you don't believe. I'm like, no, I don't believe. They suck. And I knew they sucked. And you know your team better, like you said. Yep. And when they're good, and, you know, like, hopefully, in a couple of years, maybe their win total will be low, and I'll go over because they'll be rebuilt. And people. Won't and be- you'll know all the players, yeah. and you'll feel good about them. See? So, they suck. They're terrible. God, they're bad. 
And they're going to get worse, too, because, you know, they're going to trade off any other than, uh, other than, well, why are we, what are we doing? Why are we wasting time on the Washington Nationals? Let's, let's get to important things like, oh, Sandy Alcantara real quickly. Um, you mentioned Max Scherzer, what, 45 to 1 uh, at some spots to win NL Cy Young. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, another uh, terrific start tonight for the Miami Marlins, who have won, what, six in a row? Is that right? Yeah, they beat the Angels today, 2-1. to one. Sandy Alcantara, eight innings, two hits, no runs, 10 strikeouts, no walks, ERA down to 1.82. The last one, two, three, four, five, six, six starts, eight innings, nine innings, seven, eight, seven and two-thirds, nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. Not too shabby as uh, the Marlins get another win. They're, they're getting around 500. They're a pesky little team. They're a very good team, and the thing with them is, and what you like to see from this recent, you know, a couple of these wins here, especially the win that came uh, for them uh, today, is they had had such a poor record in one-run games. So to see them come through here and to come through like they did uh, a couple of times against the Nationals, you know, where they had to win in ninth or the extra or in extra innings, it, it's a good. To, it's good to see from a team who really does have potential when they're all healthy. All right, uh, let's get to a little NBA. Nothing really happened of uh, significance over the weekend. Uh, we talked about the Rudy Gobert trade mm-hmm. last week, which the more and more I think about it, just I, I think highway robbery by the Utah Jazz uh, because those unprotected picks could end up being just massive victories for the Jazz organization. But best of luck. Uh, you know, it was interesting. I was listening to, I think it was, uh, I think it was Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo together over the weekend and. If you go back and t- go back and look at the history, you look at new ownerships. Mm-hmm. They make moves like this so regularly, and that's what the Minnesota Timberwolves have. They wanted to make a splash, and they got Rudy Gobert. So we will see how it all plays out. I don't think it'll work out all that well. Maybe a good regular season, but I, and it's not winning a championship, and that's a whole lot of money uh, loaded up in the front court. But the big question will and will remain the big question maybe until preseason comes, and even into the preseason is where does Kevin Durant ultimately land? We talked about it last week. We'll talk about it for weeks until this thing ultimately happens. The odds keep shifting, and you look at Durant, it was a little shorter, I want to say, on the Suns, and I think you and I agreed. No way do you lay a price on the Suns. No way. The Raptors last week were 20-1, to Yeah, and I mentioned the Raptors just having the pieces. Now, would they put it together? Would Masai Ujiri be willing to part with a Scotty Barnes, a Pascal Siakam, uh, an OG Ananobi, one of those, you know, or multiple of those pieces. I don't know the answer. I don't think they do. The Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. their odds are shortening because they might just say, you know what? If we, if we don't get the deal we want, we're not going to trade you. So as we look at the current odds, last week I said the ones that intrigued me, I said the Raptors, and I also said the Pelicans had some intrigue for me. As it stands right now, anything intrigue you? The Golden State Warriors at 14 to 1. Ooh, I mentioned this to you last week. You kind of scoffed at it. I still am a little. I think that there is a legit chance that if he goes anywhere, because I do think that the Brooklyn Nets are the favorite to keep him, mm-hmm. uh, just because I don't think there's a package out there that's, you know, that would be good enough for the Nets to do it. Um, I think a reunion with the Warriors is, is really possible. And I'm starting to believe it more and more. Now, they could offer a package that would be, you know, let's say it's Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and, and Wiseman mm-hmm. for Kevin Durant. Durant goes to a place where that fan base will immediately accept him because they love him, right? He was the key piece in two championships for them, right? Finals MVP both times. And you, there's no argument. They don't win without him. So... He almost could go back there and hit the reset button on his legacy. You know, all right, I left the Warriors. I went to Brooklyn. It didn't work out. uh, But now I'm back, a place where um, I was comfortable, a place where I had success, and with a team that embraces him to have success. I think it would almost benefit Durant to go back to Golden State. I don't want to say with his tail between his legs, but just with a little bit of uh, humility, if that makes sense. 
It makes some sense, and and you got to remember, it's the Nets making this decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you know, they are the ones trying to better themselves to not go into the tank, rebuild on the fly. I think the Raptors could offer the best package. I think Scotty Barnes coming off of. But if you're Toronto, year, why would you trade Scotty Barnes? Win a you championship. Just the goal is to win a championship. Kevin Durant makes you better right now to win a championship. The question is, if it's just Scotty Barnes and some other pieces, it would have I to be, would do that. It would have to be Barnes and Siakam. Then I'm not doing it. Then there's no trade. Well, if it's, if I'm the if it's Nets, Barnes and if they're if they're willing to listen to Barnes, Ananobi, and how Hicks, do you, how do you do that if you're the Brooklyn Nets? How do you not get a two-time All-Star, Pascal Siakam, oh, and Scotty Barnes? I, I'm just yeah. I, I'm saying if you're the Raptors, if I would do it for Scotty Barnes and Ananobi, but if it's Barnes and, and Siakam, then I don't think you're a championship team no. with Kevin Durant. No. So that's the thing. Or, you okay. have to look at it too as if you're acquiring Kevin Durant, the, the goal is we got to win now. We're going to so win. You a championship. need to keep Fred Van Fleet. You need to keep Pascal Siakam. Of course. Or Scotty Barnes and get rid of Pat. You can't get rid of both of those guys. No. The Warriors are, are the intriguing one. I just, I'm curious because what has worked so well for the Warriors mm-hmm. that doesn't work for so many other teams is that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, they trust their front office. They believe. What they are doing is yep. the right move for the future of the team. And and Steve Kerr, I think, you know, mentioned this a couple years ago when the uh, Andre Iguodala trade happened. He said he was upset about it, but he had to take a step back and say, look, I'm not making these decisions. You know, we'll figure out what's the best for the organization. So, you know, Sham Sharania today uh, said on, you know, Bally Sports, teams like Suns, Heat, Raptors, Warriors – those are among the teams that are going to be at the forefront trying to pursue a Kevin Durant deal. And I think that's why you see the odds where they are. Um, the Heat, I, I would never count out Pat Riley trying to figure this out, but it gets really complicated with the Miami Heat to try to figure it out with that uh, rookie extension situation with Ben Simmons on the roster and then Bam Adebayo mm-hmm. there. You're not getting... It would have to be a three-team. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. And you got to get rid of Ben Simmons. And is that the best for the organization? Maybe. He's never played a game. So, um, you know, as it looks right now, I wouldn't bet 3-1. to one. I would have bet 20-1 to one on the Raptors. No way on 3-1. to one. I-, I think the Warriors are interesting, though, Scott. At 14-1, to one, I would say of those out there, that would be the best bet if you had to make one right now. Warriors 14-1. to one. All right, we're going to talk more NBA. Nick Whalen will join us on the other side. What does he think about those odds, about where Kevin Durant could land, and who has bettered themselves already this postseason that might be worth a look in the futures market? That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Blue Moon Born in a Ballpark Challenge for your chance to win up to $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash BlueMoon. 21 and over. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Alongside Scott Seidenberg, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap. Summer League action is underway. (laughs) (laughs) We do have some uh, games coming up in Vegas starting tomorrow. What's today? Tuesday? Thursday night. Uh, And we got games going on in Salt Lake City, the Chet Holmgren experience, uh, which we've seen odds shift. We will completely overreact. Oh, can't wait. It's going to be the best. It's like overreacting to preseason NFL action. But that's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. Let's uh, let's bring in our next guest from Rotowire. We've had him on before, and uh, he is fired up uh, for a trip out to uh, UCLA to see his Badgers take on uh, the Bruins and some mid-October conference play one of these days, but uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Nick, uh, we were just discussing it. You know, we the odds continue to shift. Uh, Scott's making his his plea, and it look it's 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 a good uh, it's a good pitch. Uh, and Sham Sharania said the Warriors are going to call and, and poke around a little bit. So the odds right now of where Kevin Durant could go, Suns remain the favorite. 
Raptors mm-hmm. are getting up there. Those have shifted quite considerably from over the weekend. Nets, Heat, Warriors. So well, right now, what's your guess? What's your gut tell you where Kevin Durant will be in the fall of 2022? Well, guys, it's really interesting because, like you said, those odds continue to shift. And, you know, 24 hours ago, the Phoenix Suns, I want to say, were like minus 220. They were at least yeah. minus 200 uh, on the DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're now seeing that back off considerably. Um, you know, they were even heavier favorites when it initially came down that Durant wanted to go to the Suns. You know, we later learned that Miami uh, is going to be in that mix as well. But, you know, it felt like when that news first dropped that a trade was maybe going to be done in short order. Right. You know, there, there had probably been some some talks behind the scenes um, and, and it felt like, you know, there, there were going to be some teams that were ready to position themselves for this deal. And now that it's cooled off, now that we're past the holiday weekend, it's kind of been a few days since there's been any smoke with this situation it kind of feels like it's wide open, right? And and only so many teams are going to be willing to throw their hat into this ring, even though Kevin Durant is technically under contract for four years and the Nets can technically send him to any of the other 29 teams that they want. I think we know that it doesn't work that way, right? You know, they're, they're not going to trade him to Sacramento. They're not going to trade him to Orlando. They're not going to send him to a team that, you know, that team knows we're going to be in this same situation this time next year if Kevin Durant's not happy here. So, you know, even though he can't technically control his own destiny, at the end of the day, he kind of has a, an inherent like no trade clause uh, in a lot of ways. So it trims down the field to where he could potentially go. And a lot of the momentum seems to be going away from the Phoenix Suns. And I mean, at least from what I've seen today, guys, it, it seems like the Toronto Raptors, who are at plus 350, that seems to be the team that, that is gaining some steam. Well, if you're looking at just the uh, opportunity to win a championship this year, don't the Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nets give him the best option? You know, if he if he stays, Kyrie's back. Ben Simmons will hopefully get on the floor. Uh, I think it's been a decent mm-hmm. offseason. They signed T.J. Warren now. So do the Brooklyn Nets give him the best chance to win a title this year if he stays? So for one, I do think there's maybe a little bit of an overreaction going on here. You know, Brooklyn obviously went out in flames. The second half of the season was a disaster. You get swept by Boston, but all those games were close. You know, that was a series that everyone thought was a, a true toss-up going in. And obviously it didn't go the Nets way, but, you know, it's not like it felt like this was the end of some run. You know, and if this team stuck together next year, uh, they're going to be right in it. And and the odds, you know, before all this chaos happened reflected that. You know, a lot of people saw the Nets as maybe the, the first or second best title contender in the East. So while I am very skeptical of how many games you can count on Kyrie Irving for, uh, whether that supporting cast can stay healthy, and then chief among all these factors is Ben Simmons ever going to be the Ben Simmons of old? I think that is a huge, huge factor when you talk about the Nets' future. But when it comes to, you know, where is his best destination to win next year, you have to consider what's going to be te- potentially be going back to Brooklyn uh, or another team if it's a multi-team deal in a trade. You know, if he goes to Toronto, but Toronto has to give up Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam, you know, all of a sudden, is Toronto that much better than what he'd be going back to in Brooklyn? Um, you know, you, you could make that case for for Miami, uh, you know, New Orleans is another team that people have thrown in there. Memphis, Chicago. It's like, you know, you're getting Kevin Durant. So you're going to have to give up not only substantial draft pick compensation, but substantial real life player compensation. One, because of the contracts and how NBA trades work. And two, because the Nets owe so many future picks right now that they don't want to bottom out in the short term. Yeah. And it's so interesting. So we're talking to Nick Whalen from Rotowire because that, you know, that's the point, right? If you're trading for Kevin Durant, you want to win a championship now this isn't he's mm-hmm. he's getting up there in age he's you know i think this is his 16th season he's had plenty of injuries so you know this is a hey we got to win now look the raptors cashed in on the ultimate lottery ticket trading for Kawhi leonard the one and done that worked out perfectly for them they ultimately didn't really mm-hmm. give up all that much this is a different situation this is one of the greatest players ever uh he's got four years left on his contract so like you said you're giving up a ton so i think the raptors are intriguing i mentioned them last week but to your point, if you're giving up Siakam and 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 Barnes, you know it's like, what are we doing here, right? It, it doesn't make sense. You're not you're not bettering right. yourself. So you know, to to Scott's point, it it, it is fascinating because I think the package in theory that the Warriors could give with all those young assets, with a Kaminga, a Moody, a, a Wiseman, mm-hmm. a Poole, it, that's where it gets really interesting. Where you know, do they ultimately do that? I want to pivot to the other member of the Brooklyn Nets that's on everybody's mind, and that's Kyrie Irving. Uh, Sham Sharania earlier today uh, was on, I think, Pat McAfee's show and said, there hasn't really been much movement here with this Lakers and Nets situation. Nobody else, I, I, am, I am confident saying this, 
I don't think anybody else, Nick, in the league will give up an asset for Kyrie Irving outside of the Lakers. But do the Nets just say, you know what? We're not getting anything back. We'll just roll the dice with Kyrie, keep him for another year. You know, they can do that, but you have to keep in mind that Kyrie only opted in, you know, for that one season. So in some ways, there is a little bit more pressure to figure something out there. But but you're right. I mean, they could totally bring him back, especially if they feel uh, that they can retain Kevin Durant. If they if they don't have to, you know, kowtow to his trade requests, you know, then you could hang on to those two and say, look, you know, we, we maybe you guys don't want to be here. This might not be your number one spot right now, but let's start the season. Maybe things go well. Maybe, you know, we could kind of mend this on the fly. So that, that is certainly a situation that could play out. And if you look at the odds, Kyrie Irving, you know, the Lakers are, are the, the odds on favorite uh, for him to open up next season with, he's at minus three fifty to go the Lakers, but the next team is the Nets at four to one. And then there's a huge gap down to teams like Philly, Dallas. I mean, you can make a case for just about any other team. You know, those are all 14 to one or longer. So the odds are telling us it's either going to be the Lakers or the Nets are just going to hold on to him. It feels like those are the two options. All the reporting is that there's no interest in bringing in Kyrie Irving unless they're the L.A. Lakers. And, you know, on, on one hand, that speaks to just how much of a reputation Kyrie Irving has developed uh, over these last four or five years. Uh, and this has, you know, kind of slowly been building up uh, really since he left Cleveland. But it's gotten to the point now where, you know, his basketball talent no longer outweighs, um, you know, the, the kind of nuisance that he's become to whatever organization he plays for. Of course, the one exception is the Lakers, who have backed themselves yet again into such a corner uh, that it, it would honestly feel like, well, 29 other teams don't want Kyrie. Kyrie going to the Lakers would almost feel like it's bailing the Lakers out. And, and that just says a lot about you know the situation that the Lakers are in right now, that maybe the most troublesome player in the league coming to your roster feels like a major upgrade. I was just going to ask you that. Like, who benefits more from a Lakers-Nets uh, trade? Would it be Kyrie rejoining with LeBron James or Russell Westbrook rejoining with Kevin Durant? Does LeBron benefit more or does Durant benefit more? Oh, I think it's unquestionably LeBron, right? I mean, as of right now, I think you look at this Lakers team and there's really no path to them contending. I mean, I guess unless you're getting this prolific, you know, 82 game season from both LeBron and Anthony Davis, which we, you know, there's been no proof that that's going to happen. Um, and then, you know, what Matt Russell Westbrook magically figured, figures it out on the fly. I mean, they're they're cooked right now. I think they know it. You know that they're they've made a ton of mistakes up and down the roster. You know their role players are bad. Uh, bringing in Westbrook was obviously a disaster. If they're able to essentially flip Westbrook for Kyrie Irving, even if it costs you a draft pick or two, I think you have to do it at this point, right? Because all of a sudden you look around the Western Conference, and if you have Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, I think that might be the best you know trio in all the West. Mm -hmm. And you know right now, I think Russell Westbrook has been such a hindrance toward what LeBron and Davis do that there's just not really a path there. And, and we're already starting to see this reflected in the odds. I mean, Kyrie Irving is not on the Lakers yet, and they've gone from around 25 to one to win the title uh, to now down to 11 to one, just under the expectation that this could happen. <laughs> it's wild. You know, books just take bets after bets after bet on, on the Lakers. People can't help themselves on the Lakers, LeBron entering yep. season 20. Uh, best of luck to those who want to uh, to bet on them. Uh, you know, certainly for for intrigue. I kind of hope the trade ultimately goes down. Hey, Nick, always a pleasure, man. And when you come out west to uh, see Wisconsin, USC, make sure to stop by Vegas first, all right? <laughs> hey, can't wait, guys. We'll talk to you soon. There he is, Nick Whalen from Roto-Wire. Uh, yes, he is a Wisconsin mm. uh, alum and lives there in the great city of Milwaukee. So we appreciate that. But uh, more conversation because, you know, as it is often, uh, the stars kind of uh, take over the, the talking points when it comes to the NBA. But are there any bets to be made based off of what we've seen so far? Take a look at the futures market next here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf. By the way, shout out our guy Wes Reynolds. Another victory, JP, JT Poston over the weekend. UFC, NASCAR. If you want that full VEASAN experience which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vsin.com slash summer. It is the nightcap here on vsin. Scott Seidenberg sitting in for Sean King, uh, who just texted me, hey, Red's won. <laughs> He's... It's interestingly quiet over the weekend as they fell 18 and a half back. But, uh, yes, I, I do need to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Wes Reynolds, man. If you're not reading Wes's breakdowns and listening to the long shots with him and Brady and, and Matt Newman's, I, I don't know what you're doing. If you want to bet on golf, those three guys mm-hmm. are the best. And we've got the British Open coming up next week. The uh, Open Championship. The Open Championship. Uh, we've got the... As as I if I know Wes right now, he hates what I'm saying because he he knows that he's like, oh, this Scottish Open is this weekend, I think. He's like, oh, do terrible. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think he's had four outrights. I think I want to say four, is it four in a row? Something like that. Yeah. He is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. JT Poston wins, and that was uh, I 55 think, to one. Unbelievable. Well done, Wes. Keep mm-hmm. crushing it. And uh, that's why you need to subscribe to VEASAN.com. We got people who know a little bit about everything. And uh, Scott's been crushing it on baseball, uh, so we just uh, we got we got people all over the place uh, giving out their thoughts. Who knows? We might have some uh, people say, "Go ahead and fire on Chet Holmgren to win Rookie of the Year after ah performance in the summer league. <laughs> Hell of a performance!" And I'm not taking anything away from him. And he very well could win Rookie of the Year. He very well could. 23 points, nine field mm-hmm. goal attempts, seven boards, six assists, six blocks, four three pointers. For Chet Holmgren. Well, there's a video circulating on Twitter right now. Warren Sharp uh, had retweeted it of a video of the Chet Holmgren turnaround uh, fadeaway synced up with Dirk Nowitzki, and it's identical. <laughs> He's, I, I felt like, you know, pre-draft, I thought Paolo was probably the safest, and then I, I felt Chet had the opportunity to be, had the highest ceiling. He's got that unicornish body. He's, he's a great defender, but mm-hmm. I thought he had the chance to be a bust. He could. I mean, it was, once again, one uh, preseason game. Uh, and Aaron just let me know, the DraftKings odds for Rookie of the Year have adjusted by 75 cents. <laughs> Jed Holmgren this morning was, I believe, the fourth favorite behind Jaden Ivey, Jabari Smith, and Paolo Bonchero. He is now plus 400. 
The favorite is still Palo at plus 350. Jabari Smith also at four to one. If I put down a hundred dollar bill right here, Scott Seidenberg, mm-hmm. and I said, you have to make a rookie of the year bet, because that's how people should bet. Yeah. You know, peer pressure and yeah. just force absolutely them to make bets. But for this exercise, mm-hmm. you had to make a rookie of the year bet. I gotta do it. Palo, three fifty, Jabari, four to one, Chet, four to one, Jaden Ivey, plus four fifty. That's your guy. Yep. Keegan Murray, eight fifty, uh, Matherin, ten to one. You want me to keep going, or do you have your bet? It's Ivy. Ivy, four fifty. Ivy's going to start. He's going to get the most minutes, and will have the most impact. And and this has nothing to do with tonight's performance. I I would say, I would say Chet. All right, now let me see Chet when he has to go up against. I agree. Rudy Gobert. Yep. Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis. Do, do, I need, do we need to keep going on in the Western Conference? The worry about Jaden Ivey, and he very well could win it, is that Cade Cunningham's on that roster, right? So, you know, how are they going to play together? Is that going to take away? It's going to play awesome together. It could, it could enhance him, too, with the assists. Yeah. So, I, 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 I'm not saying I'm ready to, to fire on him, um, and I don't want to overreact, but Chet intrigues me knowing that he's going to a situation, OKC, where they're clearly not trying to win right now. Um, they still have Shea Gilgis Alexander. They've got some young pieces. Um, at four to one, I don't love those odds. Um, you know, Paolo's going to get plenty of opportunities down there in Houston. I think he's the rightful favorite. So, uh, well, I'll monitor. But as of right now, if that hundred dollar bill was was sitting here, I'd probably take a nibble on Chet. But uh, wouldn't disagree with your with your thoughts on on Jaden Ivy. So, um, as for the NBA futures market. We talked a little bit last week about the net, or excuse me, about the Celtics and how they have become the favorite, and I felt like rightfully so. When you look at the futures board and the shifts that we've seen, where the Celtics have gone down just a little bit, they've gone down 50 cents, down to plus 550. The Warriors have gone uptick. The Suns have dropped down. The Celtics have gone, or the Clippers have gone up. Bucks have stayed the same. Anything on that list? Scott, right now, based off of what you've seen or the speculation that intrigues you for a futures bet to win the title this year? Uh, maybe the Sixers. Okay. You know, kind of like what they're, what they're putting together here. Um, you know, you get a whole season of Embiid Durant together. And maybe the, maybe, maybe the Sixers. Um, and then, you know, the Nets, really, the Nets offer to me and it's all speculation, mm-hmm. but the Nets offer the best value because this is a team that people believed, or at least the market believed, had the best chance to win the NBA title last season and had the best chance or among the best chances to win the NBA title once the regular season, once the season ended this year and the NBA finals are complete and the odds were posted for next season. The Nets were among the favorites to win the title. And so if there is no trade, which is a very real possibility, totally how do you pass up on this 30 to 1 number or 28 to 1 number? And I think we're seeing that because the number actually went down. Remember this thing shot up to like 40, 50 to 1 when people were like, "Hey, th- this it's team's going to blow up. It's yep. gone." Now that there hasn't been a trade, I I feel like people have started to bet the Brooklyn Nets pushing this number back down to where it is now on DraftKings 28 to 1. And I still think betting the Nets at 28 to 1 right now is a good flyer to take just on the possibility that there is no trade. I yeah, at 30 to 1, look, who knows what Kyrie will be. Um, but you know, they've made some moves that's kind of indicating they're not they're not tanking this year. Um so if they ultimately, you know, they got TJ Warren today, that's, you know, an interesting piece to bring in. Yep. Um, like I said, they traded for Royce O'Neal. Um, so, yeah, the, the Nets are, are intriguing. I can't trust them. Uh, you know, we talked about last week when they were, or two weeks ago, when they had, when, when Kyrie opted in, their odds dropped to like eight to one. I was like, no way. I can't trust them. But at 30 to one, I think you can take, I think what you're saying is, is fair. You know, you could take a flyer on them because it's thirty to one. We've we've taken thirty to one long shots 
how many times before. And when you've got taking hundred to one long, when shots. you've got Kevin Durant, you've got Kyrie Irving, you've got Ben Simmons. How will they all work together? What's the likelihood of them not uh, being together? Seems kind of, I don't know, 50-50, 60-40. Who knows? Uh, there are teams calling, um, and and the Nets want a ton for Kevin Durant, rightfully so. Yep. The team that I'm just, I want everyone to keep making their moves. Everyone trying to make their splash. Can can you can you keep dropping my, the bucks a little bit here? I mean, <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks haven't changed anything. They now health is always an issue. Health is an issue with everybody. Um, you, you could know, argue you got a little better with Joe Ingles. I, I agree. Joe Ingles won't come into the middle of the year. I think he's a perfect piece for the Milwaukee Bucks, who, oh by the way, won the title two years ago. With, oh yeah, with Giannis going for fifty and seventeen. They if 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 um, you know in Game Seven, if Grant Williams doesn't do what he's basically never done in his life, which is hit six threes. They probably win that series and and go on, and Chris Middleton comes back. Maybe they win the title. But if ifs and buts were candy nuts, the world would be a better place. So I look at the Bucks. I want everyone to keep talking about the Celtics and the Malcolm Brogdon edition. I talked about it on Friday. I yep. liked the edition. I thought it was a great trade. But Malcolm Brogdon doesn't stay healthy. It was a great risk to take if you're the Celtics. Totally agree with that. But I look at the Bucks at plus 650. I'm not ready to fire on it now. Maybe we get a little, couple more moves. Maybe – uh. People could talk it up a little bit. Maybe we get to seven. Maybe we get to eight to one. But the Bucks have done nothing. And then Denver. Jamal Murray's back. Michael Porter's yeah, back. No interest. MVP. I'll tell you what. If the Clippers swap Paul George for Kevin Durant, they're winning the title. Yes, that is. <laughs> they're is, winning it. Yeah. Kawhi would love that. Wall. John Wall. Kawhi. Durant. Zubats. <laughs> and Ty Lue coaching. They're winning. Summer conditioning continues. We do the NFC North tonight. We start with the Vikings. The voice of the Vikings joins us. Top of the hour next right here on the Nightcap. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.